into the contest. It's Thursday the 16th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here, of course, joined by Shane Lee. And the second test starts today. It's a day-nighter in South Australia. And I suppose most people listening to this podcast are wondering... Where's Shane going to watch that first ball? Well, I've already thought about that, Timmy. Believe it or not, I'm going to be watching it probably from Lee's Fortuna Court, a little Chinese restaurant, and they put the cricket on there. The question is, Timmy, being a date nighter, do you have lunch or dinner mm. or both? I, I would say that uh, <laughs> knowing you and I, we could definitely make it both. A couple of lamb pa- yeah. pancakes for lunch, go somewhere else for dinner. That sounds like a wonderful yeah. afternoon to me. It's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about that today, of course. But we also have our fantastic charity auction for the Cooper Rice Braiding Foundation. There are some amazing items. There really are some marquee moments. Uh, just have a look at uh, afternoonsport.com forward slash auction, including a cricket bat signed by the Aussies from that mighty 2019 Ashes Tour in the United Kingdom. Big, big show today. David Warner, he's been past fit to play, but is he? Glenn Maxwell, he went off, but it wasn't good enough to win. And what about Red Bull? They're still making headlines. Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called Main Hair Care. Oh, Main Hair Care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main Hair Care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, who's going to win the second test? Well, Timmy, I think this is England's best chance and hence why they've rested both Broad and Anderson. So um, I think it's probably a good toss for Australia to um, to win again. I, I think uh, whoever bowls first will make some big inroads here with the pink ball. Um, you always see in that twilight period when it starts to go from light to dark, it's a really, really tough time to bat. Saying that, this is England's best chance. Their batting's just so weak and I think... Either Root's got to score 160-plus in the first innings to give England a chance to score a tail of 400-plus, or he's got to get 100 in each innings for them to win, I think. Um, that's their best chance. But, look, Warner and, and, and the top order are going to have their work cut out against these two bowlers who will move that ball around for sure. Yeah, and David Warner, this ageing body of his, uh, whether you'd say it's failing him or not, he's... He's hurt again, but they're saying that he's passed the fitness test. Obviously, this one, he got smacked in the ribs. Yeah, he's got bruised ribs. I don't think it's broken. Um, but, yeah, it definitely hurts. Look, he'll get a, he'll get a quarter zone in the ribs, um, which is a sort of a really intense injection um, to reduce any swelling there. Um, and, and he'll be fine. It'll still hurt and it'll be hard to breathe, but uh, he's a tough little bugger. He'll definitely play. He'll want to get out and sort of remove all these demons of facing um, Broad, that's for sure. He'll be coming around the wicket to him, Tim, with that pink ball, and either he'll be padding up and getting bowled or, or nicking away. So he'll be trying to remove all those um, all those gremlins from his mind. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch um, whether or not they've taken a risk. We will find out, no doubt, in the first couple of days. Now, Mark Wood, it seems like he's copped the short straw. He has, but uh, you've got two bowlers who are far superior than him. Like he, he bowled really, really well, I thought, the first test with good pace. 
But as I said to me, they're really sort of um, building towards this second test. They know it's their best chance. Um, Australia really struggles when the ball swings, and Anderson and Broad can both do that. Not to mention the fact that they got uh, fined 100% of their match fee because of basically because Mark Wood bowls off a seriously long run up and it's quite slow uh, with his over rate. So um, he takes a rest for that reason as well. Yeah, and uh, Adelaide Test matches—they're fantastic, aren't they? Tell me, tell me what you think of Adelaide as a, as a cricket venue. I think it's one of the best cricket venues in the world. Um, now you, you can walk across from the city at night. They've got a fantastic bridge that's lit up. Uh, you walk across there and it's a real coliseum, Timmy, and uh, it's going to be great weather down there. The first three days are all – I think Adelaide's uh, on Saturday is going to be 35 degrees, um, so it'll be nice and warm. Um, but it's a beautiful venue. It's a big country town, Adelaide, and uh, the, the carpet of the ground there, the, the actual pitch itself, it, it's it's the best service I've ever played on. It's magnificent. Yeah, well, Glenn Maxwell, he batted beautifully last night, but no better than Josh Phillippe for the Sydney Sixers, who got to 99 not out to get that win. Yeah, this Josh Phillippe, he's going to be a big part of the Australian makeup in, in years to come. I think he's a potential test player as well. Um, but Glenn Maxwell scored his maiden BBL century, 103 of only 57 balls, but it wasn't enough. The Sixers chased down the 177, and they've had a – even though the Sixers have been winning, the Stars have had the wood over them quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, Phillippe ended up on 99 not out, and another brilliant innings from him. And he's going from strength to strength after his first sort of um, foray into the Australian team uh, during the offseason. So big things to come for uh, Josh Phillippe. Yeah, and uh, the Sydney Sixers, uh, they're – they're certainly on track, aren't they? They go to the mm. top of the table. Such a dominant franchise, aren't they? They are, mate, and uh, looking for the three-peat here. So uh, they've just got um, youth and experience all around the park. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see how they can lose it this year, but uh, time will tell. Well, the Matildas changing subjects and looking at the world game. Probably not the Olympics that they were hoping for, but um, they're a mighty brand and uh, they're obviously looking ahead to 2023 when we have the World Cup here in Australia and New Zealand. But we've seen Matildas duo Sam Kerr and Ellie Carpenter be nominated for selection in the Women's World Eleven. That's quite a uh, achievement. Yeah, and neither have actually been selected in the final 11. Um, it's called the FIFA, or the FIF Pro Women's World Eleven, which is a huge honour um, from all female players from all around the world. Um, and it's part of the Global Players Union. It's chosen by professional um, players as well. So you've been chosen by your peers. Um, yeah, it's a big, big honour. And uh, I think both girls, Ellie being a defender and Sam for her scoring ability will be in, in the team up front. Yeah, and Barclays are showing how much they support uh, women's football by dumping a whole lot more money into the game over there. £30 million, Tim, uh, they're putting into women's football uh, from the from the top down. So that's part of the, uh, the FA Women's Super League sponsorship but they're ploughing a lot of money now into grassroots as well. So, you know, women's sport, and we're seeing in this country, particularly uh, with women's soccer, um, has really taken off. Um, and the banks are seeing the opportunity there to become part of that and, and, and the growing number of girls that are playing, playing soccer. So good on Barclays are putting in a significant amount of money. All righty, there's so much to talk about. Still here on Afternoon Sports, so stay with us. Tennis, basketball, F1, it's all on the way. Well, I saw that Lewis Hamilton got knighted, uh, so that'll put a smile on his face after the disappointment of not winning the championship. But Red Bull, 
the nemesis of Lewis Hamilton blasted for dirty tricks in that F1 finale just continues to make headlines. Yeah, and this goes down to Verstappen's um, teammate Perez, who who they reckon stayed on the track uh, long enough just to to slow down Hamilton's chances. And um, but I don't know. I, I think this goes on as with drivers. They they sort of try and work together. But uh, yeah, sour grapes definitely from the um, the Mercedes team over Red Bull. But um, as we said yesterday, I think, Timmy, they're not going to change the result, are they? No, they won't. That's absolutely not going to happen. But, uh, uh, you know, it will take a few more days before these stories start to die <laughs> yeah. down. Now, we saw a big story, or well, a, a relatively large story until we got him on and he absolutely said this isn't going to happen, with former tennis player Sam Groth going to be a golfer. Now, that was uh, bandied about last year. But now um, there's a story about Sam going in a very, very different direction. Into politics. He is, mate. He's been approached by the Liberal Party um, in Victoria. Um, Sam's only 34 years of age now, and we all know he had the fastest serve ever recorded in the world. Well, this is this is a change of tact. He's, he's looking to um, run for the seat of Nepean, which is the southern morning peninsula, and uh, going into a, a career in politics. He's a smart boy. Uh, there's no doubt about that, but uh, gee, I don't know if I could do that, Timmy. No, I I do. I couldn't and I wouldn't. There's no way in the world. No way in the world. They couldn't pay you enough, could they? No, I know. I know. It'd be bloody tough. But uh, yeah, he's he's obviously, I've read a few articles that he's written. He's he's a clever boy and a bit of a deep thinker. Um, He does resonate with with people. He's always been really well liked um, in and around um, the Australian tennis scene. So if this is a career he wants to take on, you better be ready for it because uh, that fast serve will be returned quite quickly in politics, that's for sure. Some would say he should be smart enough not to do it. <laughs> so yes. he's yep. a nice guy, Sam. We've had him on the program before. Uh, interesting one with uh, Warren Treadray, of course, uh, a mighty AFL player in his day, and he's gone on to carve out quite a career uh, with Channel 9 in the sports area in Adelaide. And uh, look, there seems to be a vaccination stance there, which is causing... Ructions. Yeah, it appears that way. Um, he's a Port Adelaide legend and a four-time All-Australian um, and reads a, mm. reads a sport um, in Adelaide. Um, but he was a pro-choice around um, uh, being vaccinated um, and he sort of mysteriously disappeared from from the roster uh, and telling Nine to say, no, no, he's taking holidays like he does every year. But they uh, behind the scenes are saying he might be being replaced, mate, because he hasn't been vaccinated himself. So mm. um, time will tell there. But, uh, yeah, once again, COVID cops another one. Yeah, there'll be a million of those stories over the next little while, as, mm. there, as there has been almost on a daily basis. Now, NBA, he's got there. Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors player. He's broken Ray Allen's NBA three-point record. He's a freak. Mate, so he scored... 2,973 three-pointers in his career. He's only 33 mm. years of age. So you, you've got to think he's got to get, I don't know, you have to get a 3,500. Like, he's going to probably make a record that could never be broken again, I don't think. Um, a really big effort. And uh, he's still got a lot of good basketball in him, this guy. And, and I remember watching Charles Barclay play, and he was a very fierce guy, wasn't he, on the court? He, he mm. looked fierce. He, he intimidated you just by his look. And then you look at his frame, and he was a big, hulking, six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, but someone's cheated him out of a lot of coin. So he's saying Charles Barkley is, is now 58 years of age. Um, he was 11-time champion in the, in the NBA. But he's saying his first manager cheated him out of $100 million. Wow. Holy moly. So the guy's worth probably 40 to 50 um, from his playing days. But he said his, his first manager basically stole money from him. 
man, like you, sportsmanship happens a lot. You've, you've got to keep your eyes on your own fries, mate. And um, I don't know how you can steal a hundred million dollars. He he must have been a, an absolute truckload then for that to disappear. But uh, that's a lot of money, Tim. Oh, it gets you a long way on a ferry, wouldn't it? A yeah. hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, all right, now we cannot wait for today's uh, Test match. Looking forward to it. Uh, as of course, Australia lead one nil in this Ashes series so far, and it's in Adelaide under lights with the pink ball. But uh, our story today, of course, takes us back to when you were playing for New South Wales and. Uh, a guy that's actually gone on to be a physio for a lot of teams right around the world is Paddy Farhart. Tell me about the yarn with you, Pat, and the bet. <laughs> so Patrick Farhart was uh, one of the great physios of all time, um, a good Lebanese. Uh, he was he bowled in swing for Pet- One of my Lebanese brothers. One of your Lebanese brothers. The hairiest man that I've ever met. He um, used to put a walk out of the showers just with a towel on. The boys said, if you don't put a collar on, you won't get in. It looks like he had a jumper on. Who's that hairy? But um, so we had a bet, and and Patrick was always when he'd work on you, he'd always use his elbows into your into your glutes, which was really really painful, and into your calves as well. And and the boys were actually he actually quite enjoyed seeing us sort of squirm on the table with pain. Anyway, we had a bet one day in the Adelaide Oval Nets that uh, he had to try and get uh, two wickets for the for the session. If he didn't get two wickets, uh, we got to give him a. F- Sent him off to get a full body wax. Anyway, so the boys kept him out. He had a brand new ball. He only got one wicket for the session. And um, so we sent him off to a, uh, a lady, a beautician, to do a full body wax on him. And when he got down to his undies, she said, I think I'm going to need some help here. So she called two more girls in. <laughs> <laughs> it took about four and a half hours to get, to get him totally uh, removed from all hair. And, uh, yeah, he said it was the most painful uh, four and a half hours of his life. Poor, poor Paddy Fart. He came out looking like a, a one of those skinless chickens, mate. It was uh, hilarious. And it would have only taken him a week to grow it all back, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I heard it was back by that night. What was his playing pedigree? Where did he play? <laughs> he played for Peach and P- Career Club. He, he was an opening bowler. He bowled off the wrong foot and bowled big hooping in-swingers. Um, yeah, which would have been... Did he play first grade? Yeah, he did play first grade. Yeah, he was a decent bowler. Um, he swung... He, he went over and played uh, sort of some league cricket in England as well um, with Mark Taylor uh, one year. But uh, he's, he's a much-loved, great physio, but very, very hairy. Yeah, that is one hairy bet. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, our fantastic sponsors in Maine Hair Care, Timmy. That's mainhaircare.com. Absolutely. And, of course, thank you to our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.